Happy Feast of the Dedication of St. Michael Church. Just by way of history, St. Michael Parish was founded on July 16, 1999. The school was completed in 2003, and our church building was dedicated on June 13, 2009, 12 years ago today. The anniversary of the dedication of the church is celebrated as a solemnity. And when the anniversary of the dedication of the parish church falls on a Sunday during ordinary time, it supersedes the Sunday celebration. So while the rest of the archdiocese is celebrating the 11th Sunday in ordinary time, here at St. Michael, we're celebrating the anniversary of the dedication of our church. I'm so grateful to our founding pastor, Father Bill Porter, and to all the parishioners who labored and sacrificed to build our beautiful parish church. I know I would be terrible building a church. You could repaint the interior of their church, and it would take me a couple weeks before I would even notice. I feel so blessed to have inherited the fruits of the labors of so many people. Well, what is the mission of our parish church? Did you know in 2017, four years ago, we assembled a core team of parishioners and went through a pastoral planning process? We identified three super priorities for our parish. First, deepening spirituality. As we listened to parishioners, it became evident that there is a hunger to know Jesus. In an increasingly secular and profane world, there is a hunger to know God and to go deeper in our relationship with Jesus. St. John Paul, too, wrote a pastoral letter at the beginning of the new millennium, and he titled it Duke in Ultum, which means put out into the deep. He's calling all Christians to go deeper in their spiritual lives. And in his pastoral letter, he said the parish church is meant to be a house of prayer, a school of prayer for all people. Well, what keeps us from going deeper? Why sometimes we find our relationship with God kind of shallow. We received an answer on our priest retreat this past week. So the presenter touched on the seven deadly sins, pride, greed, anger, envy, gluttony, lust, and sloth. And he said the greatest threat that is facing the church today is actually the sin of sloth. Now, when we hear the word sloth, we think of laziness. But it comes from a Greek word, echadia, which means without care. How many people today just don't care about spiritual things? They're apathetic or unmotivated when it comes to their spiritual lives. The primary way sloth manifests itself then is by this constant busyness, living life on the surface, constantly distracted, the inability to be still, to be constantly restless. Do you know the word diabolical actually comes from the word diabolos, which means to divide or scatter? This is what the devil wants, to divide our hearts, to scatter us so that we never go deep. Busy about many things, we live life then on the surface, and we forget about the one thing necessary, our relationship with God. How do we battle sloth? Three things. First, I've preached many times committing to a schedule, put first things first in our lives. First, the Sunday worship has to be at the center of our week. And then daily, committing to 20 minutes a day for our daily meditation and prayer, putting our personal relationship with Jesus as a primary goal each day. You know, we're so blessed here to have a beautiful church open from 6 a.m. to about 9 p.m., 
The second thing I think that could really help us battle sloth is just to be comfortable with silence. Come and just be here in silence with the Lord. Jesus gets lonely. He's here waiting for our company. He thirsts for us. Come and spend time with Jesus in the silence of the church. Finally, I think we all have to set boundaries on our technology or whatever it is that distracts us. Pope Francis has been inviting us to unplug. Well, the second super priority of our parish is to strengthen marriage and family life. Another way to say this is we want to strengthen the domestic church, which means our families, no matter what your family looks like, whether you're married, single, divorced, God is with you and wants to dwell in your home. I always find it interesting on the Feast of the Dedication of a Church that St. Paul reminds us that you are God's building. That yes, okay, God dwells in this physical building in a special way in the Holy Eucharist. This is God's house. But we can't confine God to a building. God wants to dwell in his people. We are called to be living stones of God's temple. And so the Lord wants to dwell within our families. The domestic church, our families, are meant to be kind of like a church in microcosm, a miniature church. And so what we do here in our parish church should be reflected in our family life. Well, what do we do here? First and foremost, we worship, we pray. And so our families should be places where we worship and pray. Just a few weeks ago, I talked about the family rosary and the story of Father Peyton. Secondly, he's here in this church building that we share a meal. This would be a great goal for family life, to be intentional about having meals together. I had two funerals this week, and both of the people were exemplary about just sharing family life and sharing Sunday dinner was a priority for them. One was an Italian family where on Sundays they made pasta and sausage, and they cut hair and changed the oil if someone needed an oil change in the driveway. It was a beautiful witness to family life. Well, there are so many things also that happen here. We find fellowship and support, healing. We share our gifts and talents for the building of Christ's body. Well, our families then ultimately should be places where we find love and support. What's happening though? Just like we can find our relationship with Jesus shallow, so many of our family and human relationships lack death, depth. Sloth is preventing us from being present to each other. This is why Mike Schurzlick at the School of Faith keeps promoting good conversation, friendship, and the rosary to go deeper in our human relationships. Finally, our third super priority is evangelization. I hope you're watching the Chosen series. This is a series about the life of Jesus and about how Jesus specifically chooses people. He doesn't do things by accident. In the gospel we just heard about Zacchaeus, Jesus didn't just accidentally be, pass through Jericho. He intentionally went to Jericho to seek and find Zacchaeus. In fact, this is why he came, to seek out and save the lost. Hopefully, you've experienced that you've been found by the Lord. Jesus has sought you out. And now, we are called to go forth and draw other people to the Lord, to share our faith, to be witnesses to the joy of the gospel. You know, there are a lot of Zacchaeuses out in the world, 
people seeking, looking for Jesus. But why, why couldn't Zacchaeus see the Lord? Because the crowd deterred his view. And so he climbed the sycamore tree. Well, we have to be kind of like that sycamore tree, lifting people up to see the Lord. A parish can never be inward focused. Love always goes out. We always go out to the world. I'll close with this image of a parish. It's meant to be a heart. We come in and we give our worship. We give our praise. We're nourished here. And then we're pumped out. We're sent forth from the Mass to draw others to the church, to be witnesses to the joy of the gospel, and bring others here so that our church can indeed be a house of prayer for all people.